Welcome back to the Gen Z Hockey Podcast. We're here with Zahar and Lucas. Um, we're coming into that last week of school, uh, which I'm happy about. <laughs> I have one more assignment due, and then I'm done. Uh, we're coming I got into shit loads of assignments, but it's all good. <laughs> we're coming into the last week of before the trade deadline, so that's uh, less than a week away from recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what's happening. Nothing's really happening. There's a couple stuff uh, like. There's, there's rumblings. Around. We're hearing rumblings. rumblings you know? Yeah, I hear. I love that word around the trade. I've heard rumblings about uh, yeah. this player. This player. But it's compared to other years, nothing has happened. Usually, there's at least like one big trade that happens like a week or, or so before the deadline. Um, nothing is happening. Um, the Leafs have played amazing hockey recently, and last night was just an absolute shit show. Uh, I, wish I, really watched, I wish I wish I watched it. I was in. A, I was just at a state where, like, you know, where there's sometimes where, like, especially with like the nine o'clock and ten o'clock games, where you're just like, uh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm getting. I'm getting too old. I'm. Getting, I'm always. I've always been someone who loves who loves going to sleep, going to sleep early. So when the Leafs have like nine thirty games, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, it was but, great. But I couldn't Super get to sleep. I watched what I watched was like the last twenty seconds of the third period. That's all I watched. Um, but. Uh, what was what was good? What was really good to see? They finally scored a power play goal. <laughs> okay, so th- th- there's a couple of games we have to talk about because we haven't done a podcast just because of the back to back. It's they did a lot of like they had a lot of dirty goals and just like in tight, which is good to see. Um, they've had like I think it was like ninety percent or something like that, some ridiculous number of o- it's only uh, been even strength goals which is good to see it's good that we're scoring even strength uh because in the playoffs that's it's good what to you play need. at five on, like it's good to play on five on five because it's, it's good to dominate on five on five because that's yeah. where most of the game is played but when it comes to the playoffs when you get, see i re, i always relate this to the bruins but like when the leafs took a penalty against the bruins they were fucked like the bruins yeah. always capitalized on on a penalty yeah. leafs have to the leafs have to and i hope that this last power play goal helps them out they have to when a team makes a mistake or when a ref decides to give you a penalty. Yeah. Um, you have to capitalize on that on that opportunity, and that's 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 where playoffs that's where the playoff series is or one is where you capitalize on a, on other on other people's mistakes and opportunities you're given. Okay, so the last three games that we're gonna be talking about is Leafs beat Jets two one. No, I think uh, we it, talked about that already. No, we didn't because that was the oh, wow. uh, Friday game, and okay. we recorded a podcast on Friday, so it was a oh, Friday night okay. game. Oh, um, wow. so all right. Leafs beat Jets, Spezza in overtime, and then Dermot gets the goal. Uh, then we beat the Flames uh, 4-2, and then we beat the Flames again 5-3. Okay. So Winnipeg game. All I'm going to say, cancel the shootout. It shouldn't be a thing. That's I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, again, that was a that was a game I did not get a chance to really watch because I was it was uh, Good Friday. It, it was Good Friday. Okay. I I was doing I was doing stuff. And, um, and yeah, so the, uh, uh, Sunday. Yeah. So the Sunday game, the Sunday game, I saw quite a bit of Re- really liked, uh, really entertaining game. Altenyuk um, scored. Really nice to see that. It was, it was really the, it was nice to see how there's been so many goals that Nylander and Tavares have scored where he's been a big part of setting him up. This was, yeah. this was the complete opposite where Nylander and Tavares are the reason that he got a goal. Yeah. So um the 4-2 game was sluggish the Leafs played like maybe like like 10 minutes of good hockey at the beginning of the game and then they just play like crap for like the last until like the last 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and just scored a couple goals and uh like they weren't dominating like that's the thing but like but it's also like Calgary like I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into Calgary I'm gonna get into Calgary soon we have to talk about Calgary Mm -hmm. that's just a whole train wreck of stuff um, and then last night, 5-3, it wasn't the most entertaining game, but it was fun because of the goals going back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew scoring overtime, uh, no, not overtime, uh, power play goal, uh, um, Wayne Simmons scoring. Oh, oh um, so good to see that. So good to see Spezza that. Spezza scoring. Again, so good to see that. Uh, JT got one. Oh, and then Matthew's got two. And so Matthew yeah. is at 27 goals. Uh, leading the Rocket Richard race, yes, he's. I think he's up five on the closest person. I think he's on. He's up five on McDavid. He's about to get like. Yeah. So he's gonna get thirty in like thirty-five games. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Insane. Um, 
And this this team is so okay. This fan base, I I have so many things with this fan base. So remember three weeks. Remember, sorry, remember two years ago when the Leafs were losing uh, six of their last seven games. Remember yep. two years ago when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wanted to burn it to the ground. And everyone wanted to burn it to the ground. Now they've won, I think, seven of eight. Is it, is it seven of eight? Yeah, at least seven it's eight. A, Okay, yeah. so it's seven of eight and... Seven of the last seven. Seven, yeah. They've won seven of the last seven and no one cares. Yeah. No, so no when one they... cares. Yeah, so when they did go into that skid, no one was saying to fire the coach or fire the no. GM or trade players. Because everyone knew they were the best team in the division and they were just on a skid. Goaltending was, I think, realistically speaking, goaltending was the issue. Goaltending was skid. the issue. And we've had great goaltending. We've had great golding from our third string goalie. I think he's four. Hutchinson's like two. Four, it's like four, two, one, one with like a 920 save. No, I think it's four, four, one, and two. Okay. I think he has one overtime, uh, one regulation loss. He's like, yeah, he's four one and two with like a nine twenty, like like it's like a like a normal save percentage. And Jack Campbell cannot lose. Yes. This guy is so pure he's, gold. He's eight zero and zero. I think last um, night made it nine zero and zero. Yeah. Like no, uh, last night was eight zero and zero. Okay, okay, but like <laughs> crazy, absolutely yeah. insane. This guy, uh, I am Michael. No- Sorry, yeah, Michael Hutchinson has a four two and one with a nine nineteen. With a nine nineteen, which is like league, above league average, league yeah. average somewhere around there. League average is like a nine ten, around yeah. nine ten, nine fifteen. So it's that's above league than, average. That's better than league average for your third string goaltender. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, yeah, and <laughs> I'm just I'm so I'm so shocked by the fact that Jack Campbell just can't lose. Nothing yeah. gets, nothing's getting so, by this guy. He's turning into Jordan Bennington. Yeah. He's turning into one of those goaltenders. Hopefully he continues. He isn't 100% healthy too. You have to keep that in mind. So we'll see yeah, who's you're, playing you're on right. yeah, Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Hutchison's going to play because uh, because we're up six points uh, on Winnipeg. Uh, Gallagher is injured for the um, Montreal Canadiens. For the first Price, like oh, like like Price, I think it's like six weeks they said for yeah. Brendan Gallagher. Uh, he has a broken thumb or dislocate something with his thumb. I think it's broken. Something um, with his fingers. Yeah, Carey Price is also injured. He won't be playing on Wednesday, so this is a chance for the Leafs to go up eight points and with a backup in net. Uh, hopefully that all goes well. Um, uh, what was man. I saying? Oh, he t- okay. So uh, Jack Campbell ties the record for um, for most wins in a row uh, in Maple Leafs history with, with Felix eight the wins. Cat Pot Man, yeah, with Pot Man. Like, and good he for can Jack. he can set the record if he wins the next game. So, man, he's gonna be in history, buddy. If, okay, the thing is, if Jack Campbell if Jack Campbell's ready for for Wednesday, if he okay, I can understand keeping them out, but this is my Leaf. This is the Leaf fan side of me. Anytime you get a chance to play the Habs, fucking destroy them. Just fucking kill them. Like, yeah. like that's just the Leaf fan in me being like, every time, just take the Habs and, sh- and eat it. Tell them to eat it. Because I, as a Leaf fan who always who always grew up seeing the Habs beat the Leafs on Saturday night, anytime that we beat them, I'm just like, take that, <laughs> douchebags. Yeah. Like, it's it's the rivalry. And it's good. It's great. It's, it's, it's historic. It's the best rivalry in the NHL. Or the longest rivalry in the NHL. Yeah. If he's not ready, I would not. I would not be opposed to playing someone else, especially since Carey Price isn't in the net. Yeah. Um. So, I want to talk. Uh. One second. Let me just check my notes. Uh. Franchise record. Oh. Okay. So uh, one more thing is how good the Leafs are this year. Uh. They have fifty-five points in um thirty uh thirty-nine games, over an eighty-two game span. That's hundred sixteen points. Which would be the wow, which would be like the best, like, which uh, would, yeah, franchise record, I think, for which, most points. Oh, the Leafs set a franchise record a couple of years ago with like 106 points, yeah. So that would be on so pace that would for like, like the, that would just obliterate the previous yeah. record. And uh, another thing, I think yesterday, yesterday, John Tavares got 800 career points, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that too. Um, which was congratulations to the captain. He's putting up points. Everyone said that he looked trash, but that, that number two line 
is like, just destroying when, right now. When did that play really well? When was that number two line looking? Oh, this is a terrible line. I I don't know. I, I like, no, the, but there's there's were, been nothing for me to be like. I I I find this line to be slow. No, it's people were questioning because they weren't putting up points or they weren't like they weren't doing any having any impact on the uh like in forward wise when it comes to points or like stuff like they that. And like that's what we look now. at. They are they're making a huge impact. Matthews, Hyman, and Marner are just world beaters right now. Can I see this. That, anytime that I line see, has to stay together. Anytime I see Marner assist on a Matthews goal, I just go fucking Babcock. <laughs> Every single time. And I don't Three know years. why. Three years, Three he kept them apart. Freaking years, he decided to keep them apart. Like, oh, uh, and for so Maybe. long, for so long, you could tell that they wanted to play with each other. Yeah. Maybe it was a good thing because if they did play together, they'd ask for like fifteen million dollars instead of like the you know $10 what? Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Leafs are good. They're playing Montreal on Wednesday, so tomorrow night. Um, and it looks like it's going to be an interesting game. I think. I think when it comes to the playoffs, I think the Toronto, uh, the uh, North Division is already um, set. Uh, we're we're set. We're set. The top four teams are Toronto, Winnipeg, like, Edmonton, gonna... and the Canadians. I think there might be a shift between those teams, but I think those between are the four those, teams. like I could see, I could definitely see like Edmonton and and uh, what's it uh, the Jets, the Jets switching places. Um, maybe I think they're currently maybe... tied. Yeah. But the thing is, if the if the Oilers and Jets just kind of flip flop, that doesn't really matter because they'll be playing each other anyways. You know. Yeah. Unless but like, like one of the like teams the takes Leafs, a dive. And yeah, then if the they, Leafs take a dive. Or Leafs, or if one of those two teams take a dive, and then the Canadians somehow squeak into either Yo, third place. Every every single hockey fan in the world, every single Canadian hockey fan, you want this. You want a Leafs and Habs first round. Yes, but I would prefer to have a Leafs Oilers first half just because Why? it'd be an easier W. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. So you'd take you'd take the Canadians over the Oilers 100%. series. 100%. Because Connor and Leon have some sort of voodoo magic and they're able to and they're able to do just whatever they want with teams. And Mike Smith this year, though he's choked in previous years, has been one of those unstoppable goalies, which makes which is why he's on one of those tears. Carey Price has not been great this year. Like we said before, Josh Anderson and he got injured. Yeah, and we said this off camera, uh, Josh Anderson has less points than Jason Spezza. Like I'm taking the Canadians. I yeah, I guess. Like looking at that, but like it's also like the Oilers choked against Chicago. That's why I'm saying we <laughs> We could. I'd prefer to take the Oilers, but it's just you know that you know that if the Leafs play the Oilers, like that's going to like a game seven, and Tyson Berry is getting the overtime winner. I don't that's... think so. We shut them down <laughs> in three straight. I think we can do that at least three times in a series. All right, all right. Uh, the central. I think the central in the central division, those top three teams are set, and it's just those those bottom five teams. One of them is going to make the playoffs, and they are bad. Oh wait, who's who's top three in the central? Uh Panthers, Lightning, and Hurricanes. Dude, I gotta give the Panthers credit. They're playing they're playing really well. So I was listening to the podcast and one of the people were, was talking about the Panthers, and they say they're riding a PDO bender. Okay, Do you ride think it all the way to the playoffs. Real or will it crash like the 2003 Avalanche or like that one avalanche. No, that's the that... 20, 2014 avalanche. 2014. Sorry. Okay. Um... I know what you're, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the story about the 2014 avalanche was they had head coach of the year, Patrick Waugh, who is uh who it's one of the it's one of the craziest teams. They weren't a complete PDO bender. They had Duchesne, Landiscog, uh McKinnon. Like they had they had so they were world lists. beaters, basically. They were world beaters. They they were having the best puck luck, and they lost in seven games in the first round. And uh, and it was, and they're one of the most interesting teams. This team, oh. yes, is also, Sorry, uh, yeah. So for the Panthers, everyone can say that like they're amazing, but they did lose Aaron Ekblad for 12 weeks, which in theory, if they make it somehow to the finals that he might be able to return, but most likely if, may, if they make it to like the cup final, not even like yeah. the conference. Final. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So continue. So the Panthers, yes, are, are riding a PDO high. But I watch, see, I, I, I follow this one. There, there's like, I, I follow a few people on Twitch. I'm not really a big Twitch guy. There's this one guy I've I followed for years on YouTube. 
who he's a video gamer, but he's a huge Leaf fan, huge hockey fan in general. And he and he um he goes through the sports that you know sports that does highlights every single yeah. so he'll go through the, the highlights of the last night. And whenever I watch the Panthers play on that, and he's doing commentary of, of the games he didn't watch, and I like I don't watch Panthers games. I'm watching these highlights and I'm going, you know what? Yes, the Panthers are on a PDO high. Yes, they're not in they're in the worst division in hockey. Can we can we say that? Yeah. But I'm watching them play and going, they remind me of the 2018 Golden Knights. And this way, they remind me of the 2018 Golden Knights. They have players who, granted, probably aren't that skilled. Outside of Huberto, Barkov. Um, they have a lot of players ex- exceeding expectations. They have players. Yes, they have players exceeding expectations. But they also have good players that are helping out these these guys to make them exceed expectations. They're playing with one another. The Panthers heading into this had no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. We they like, also have uh not Quinn Hughes, Jesus. Um head coach from Chicago. Oh, oh, Quenville. 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 Who he is amazing. He's, he's one of the best coaches in the history of the NHL. He he is. And they're they're playing really, really well. As a team, as a unit, they're just they're they're playing their game, and yeah. Barkov and Huberdo and probably someone else I'm leaving off have been outstanding, and I think that I think that everyone should get behind this team. They're real and they're here. They're here. To, they're here to compete. They're really here and to compete. And Bobrovsky isn't even their best goalie. Bobrovsky, no, he's ten not. million dollars is not their best goalie, and that is why you don't pay goalies ten million dollars. And dude, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. So right now it would be Panthers versus Predators. I'm taking the Panthers like ten okay, times yeah, easily. 10. Lightning and Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are going to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a really hard time. They're going to give them a really hard time, but I think um, the Lightning are going to. I do too. I think the Lightning are going to. I do too, especially since they pulled off some voodoo wizardry magic. And oh, uh, Nikita Kucherov's leg is is you know he's miraculously injured. he's miraculously healed in the playoffs. You know he's it injured, uh, and his schedule for return is a day before the playoffs start. How funny is that? Perfectly, he he gets a vacation Again, in Florida like, for a year. The amount of um, things that, uh, and then come back for the playoffs, like. We say this like if the Leafs did that, like the league, the league would change its rules. But since it's probably. like since it's a since it's a Florida team that no one cares about, like yeah, yeah, uh, and happens. and so that's that that's that, that's that's where we are with the Central Division. I I have real fa- faith in the Panthers just because they seem to be playing. They seem to be playing well as just a as a cohesive unit, as yeah, a cohesive as a unit. Team. They got a, they got a lot of players uh, exceeding expectations, and their big guys are playing big. But that Ekblad injury really hurts them uh the east division i'm i'm saying this right now i'm saying this right now the new york rangers are getting hot at the right time and i i would not be surprised and i think that they're gonna do it i think they're gonna sneak into that final that final uh wild cards or that final um spot they're all right, they're currently five points out. However, they're getting hot at the right time, and my point isn't getting across as as better as as good as I wished it was. However, I'm who's still going to stick with it. Uh, who's in fourth? Boston. Boston, and how much uh, like games wise and points? Like it's five Boston, points, right? Boston has two games in hand. They're up by five points. That's gonna uh, be tough. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. I have faith. I have faith in my Rangers. I have faith in my Rangers that they can that they could pull off because they were getting they were getting hot at the right time. I'm doing fantasy hockey and Mika Zibanejad had like six points in two straight. No, he had yeah. six points one game and he, so twelve points in two games. I yeah. had like fucking thirty five points. It was great. He jumped. He jumped from like I think it was like like thirty something in like points to like twelfth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, like, something something crazy. ridiculous. So I. I think the top three are pretty much set. Uh, Capitals have 54, uh, Islanders 52, Penguins 50, uh, Penguins 50 on the dot, and then the Bruins. I'm are surprised the Penguins are in the in the in the top there. Somehow Dude. they are keep putting it they, together. Evgeny Malkin's injured too. Like he's not on the ice. How do they do it? They turn Cody Cece into a good player, and I'm really mad yeah, about it. That that too. That's that's how much does that sting? You know what's gonna be funny? Like in a couple of years, everyone's gonna be looking back as like, oh, Cody Cece. The Leafs failed Cody Cease. The Leafs failed Cody Cease. We should have let him go. Yeah, sure. 
Because I'd rather, you know what? I'd rather have Cody Cece than TJ Brody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we, and then like obviously we're writing off the Devils, Devils and Sabers. Yeah. Um, and then and and then in the West, dude, who thought the Minnesota Wild would? Who thought the Minnesota Wild this deep into the season would be in third place in their division? In a division, in a, in a division filled with the Blues, um, uh, Golden Knights, and Avalanche. Where are the Blues? Because I, I heard that like the they Blues have are ch- sixth. They're sixth they in need, their. They need more scoring because they've just been not been able to score. The Blues are sixth in their division. Uh, they're t- okay, so they're tied with the Sharks. The Sharks have a game in hand, and the Coyotes in the fourth spot have forty-three points. Do you th- okay? Who do you think is going to finish that? Because I don't like. I think um, it'll be the Coyotes. Coy- you're in, yeah, okay. Coyotes, the Coyotes are going to sell then. The Coyote, the, the Blues have lost seven straight games. Okay, yeah, I don't think they're they're going to be able to make that up. Uh, the the Coyotes have won three straight. The Sharks have won four straight. So maybe maybe they're um. And here's another thing. This this shows you talked about you talked about uh, goal differential. Uh, the Blues are minus twenty in the goal differ- differential category. Yeah. They're they're not. They're Holy not shit! The av- look at the avalanche. The avalanche are plus fifty five yeah, zero. They the have differential. a they've ridiculous been, like they've been winning. They've won five straight games. Like they're eight zero and two in their last in their last ten. Yeah, it's it. That's wild. Like oh. the avalanche are pro- by far like the best team in the the best team uh, in the in the league. In the league. Yeah, um, but it's if they have to play Vegas, that's gonna be a fun series to watch. That's gonna be a really entertaining series to watch. That'll be the second round. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be in the second round. Uh, they, no, they lost to uh, they lost to Dallas last year because they were down to Michael Hutchinson in that. I remember. Yeah, they lost like three goalies. Michael Hutchinson was like the fourth one, I think. Um, so I think they're going to be a team that's going to be looking for goaltender depth, so mm-hmm. that that doesn't happen again. And we already talked about the North Division. However, there is one team that the Leafs just played, who have thirty five points in forty games. And are eight points out of the last playoff spot. And the Montreal Cal- has a, a Montreal has a bunch of games in hand. They have five games in hand. Montreal does so the that Cal- automatically eliminates Cal- that whole like eight eight points thing because Montreal has to win like three and three or four of those games and they're done. Yeah, um, I think Cal- that like I was I saw this on Twitter somewhere. James Myrtle, I think, or someone was putting up that they have like a 1.7% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, I think Dom decision said yesterday it's less than 1% now. After the Leafs won yesterday, I think it's oh, less okay, than 1%. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The it's, Calgary yeah. So, Flames. So basically if they so basically Calgary would have to play perfect hockey. They they have to go like 16 and 2 or something and then um the Canadians would have to go 2 and 16 for them to make get out of the playoff spot. And I don't see that happening no matter like uh, there's no way that's happening. Like no way, no shot. Like so yeah, the North Division really is is set up already and man, I I didn't have I didn't have high hopes heading in for the Flames this year. I really didn't. Because I thought they would be fighting for a playoff spot. They're out of the play the next 17 games, I think they have 18 games is going to be Jeff Ward. Is it Jeff Ward? Daryl Sutter. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, Sutter just yelling at them and beating into their heads for the next, like the remainder of this season, another two years. <laughs> and Johnny Goudreau's like, hey, where's my flight out of here? Someone trade me. Like, yes. Yeah. So, so heading into the season, do you remember who you picked for the top four spots in the North? I don't. I think we're going to, okay. I'm going to have to go look back and find it. Okay. I remember I picked. I don't, I don't remember the order. I don't think I did an order, but I, I had Leafs. I had Leafs, Habs. Uh, uh, I think I had the... I, I know I had the Canucks, which LOL there. Yeah, and then I, I had, had the uh, the Oilers. I had the Oilers in there. I, I, I had the Oilers making the three spot. Or sorry, making the four spot. I had the Oilers I know, just I, making it. I think I have... like These were the four teams. It was Toronto, Winnipeg, um. Calgary and Vancouver. That's what I think I had. Those are my four teams. I wow, had. you didn't have Montreal. That's crazy. No, I don't think I had Montreal. Or maybe okay. I had. No, I think I had Winnipeg. I think it was Toronto, Winnipeg, and then Vancouver so and Montreal. I uh, uh, Vancouver and Calgary. So I didn't pick Winnipeg. And looking back on this, that was a su- that was a stupid that was a stupid yeah. decision. I really uh, I wasn't impressed by Winnipeg, but they they impressed me this year. Yeah, I'll go look back and like find it for like next week so that we can talk about it. But 
what does Calgary do? Like they can't rebuild because Jeff War, not Jeff War. God damn it, Brad, Brad um, for living the GM. No, I was gonna say uh, Daryl Sutter is there for two more years. Yeah, and what do they do? Because I feel like they have. If you really think about it, it's three like different types of groups of players. It's the Johnny Hockey and Monahan. You have the Kachuk, the his type of game, and then you have Mark Giordano, the defenseman that's thirty-seven and won a Vesna two years ago. And it, like, you don't want to bet a Stanley Cup winning team on Mark Giordano at thirty-seven. No. Okay. So this is so. The Calgary Flames in free agency spent $11 million on two guys. Yeah. Because I think, um, like, last couple of years when they made it to the playoffs, goaltending was an issue. And, yes. Yes. And then, so Brad Living went out and solved that issue. They lost Brody, but he brings in Tanev. And he brings, okay, so he raped or replaces someone that they lost. And they bring in, an issue, they fix the issue that, Apparently, was the issue that was in Calgary. They fixed that issue, which was goaltending, which is goaltending, and they're still in. The, they're worse off than they were like last year. Like, like I, I'm watching highlights, and I'm like, Jacob Marks, like, goal. We saw with Frederick Anderson when he first came here. Goalies can start off rough. Frederick Anderson's yeah. first month here was really yeah. rough. It was rough. Yeah, but he he progressed. As, the, as that season went on, that magical 2016 run with all those children, as the season progressed, he was the Leafs, he was the Leafs all-star. Top, yeah. Like, top goaltender, reason they made the playoffs. Arguably. Yeah. At no point in this year have I looked at Jacob Markstrom and went, he's got it again. Yeah. At no point whatsoever have I said, that's that's the Markstrom I remember from, from Vancouver and what we saw in the bubble. Yeah. Not you know once. what I was thinking is – would he be the same in Vancouver? Because if he played like the, he is playing now in Vancouver, that Vancouver team isn't going anywhere. No, not at all. And now, as much so as we did, made fun of the Canucks, as much as we okay, as much as we made fun of the Canucks, now looking back on it, they might have dodged a massive bullet by not re- just going to ask by not did resigning they, those two. Those yeah. two, they. I'm still gonna get mad at them for Tyler Toffoli because the, the contract he got, the production that he's that he's been getting, yep. it was a very cheap contract, and he's producing very well on 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 the Habs. Yeah, but they might have dodged a huge bullet by not by not re-signing uh, Chris Tanev, Chris Tanev, and and Jacob yeah. Markstrom because I think for Chris Tanev, I think I would have re-signed him, maybe not at the deal he got. He's, he got 4.5. He got 4.5 four years. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd re-sign him for that money. I think I I, I would have done maybe like if there was if they were in a better cap situation, I think I would go six over two just so that he can play with Quinn Hughes so that he gives him the stability and makes Quinn Hughes like because when when they were together, Quinn Hughes was unstoppable. He Wait, was what do you mean by points. what do you mean by six over two? All right, six uh six million for two years. For, I don't for know. Chris Tanev. Yes, I think I, I just okay, want okay. him to okay. play with um, Quinn Hughes to de- until he gets developed, so that he can uh, carry his own line. That's. I don't think the Canucks really could have afforded that. I think. I think he would have. I think he would have taken five over two. I, I think he. I think he would. Or yeah. at least he, he would have taken like no, five point five over if, two. If Vancouver was in a better cap situation, I think that team would have been like did i think they would have been able to resign tanev to foley and markstrom if they were in a ba- better cap situation and that team would look a lot different if that team was like if they resigned those if they players. weren't if they weren't as cap strapped as they are yeah yeah now back to calgary i keep you you hit the nail right on the head how they have matthew kachuk as their most most as their most expensive player as their yeah. most expensive player then right after him is Johnny Hockey, uh, and then and then Sean Monahan, Michael Backlund, God, Milan Lucic. Like he, he, he's he's improved. We'll say Milan Lucic has improved since he started playing at Edmonton. He's not worth his contract, but he's better than he's better. He's better worth, than what he was, not what he was, but like better than what we expected. Or yeah, 
Um, and like, I I'm looking at this team and being like, they spent so much money. Like, look at this Rasp, like Rasmus Anderson, who yes, good defenseman at 24 years of age, four and a half for six more years. Noah Hannafin at 24, uh, uh, is going to be five mil for the next four years. Mark Giordano with 37, six point six point seven five for the next two years. Oh, I like, did not know that. Jesus. Like, uh, so, so including this year, it's two years. So this year and next year. We'll, oh, okay. We'll, so, so like you, they're paying, they're paying players so much. <laughs> like they're paying players so much. So you can't really rebuild. They have to, they, they're forced to be able to retool. And that for me says you have to trade Johnny Goudreau. Because I think they're going to have not... to trade a couple of those players because I don't think they have a number one center. Uh, they don't. Because, like, Sean Monaghan's okay. Michael Backlund's Lindholm? pretty good. Is Lindholm a center? Uh, it has him listed as a right wing and a center. I think they're playing him at center. Yeah, so it's but like... Still, but still, he has a pretty expensive deal making making around, making almost uh, $5 million. Yeah. So I think, okay. So if we're looking like hindsight 2020, if this was, if the pandemic didn't happen, then the cap would have kept going up and those contracts wouldn't look as bad as they do now because all those players are overpaid. If you're looking at it from like now, like how, how, how this, how the stuff, like how yeah things have went, they're overpaid now. And I don't know if they were overpaid then. I think maybe slightly overpaid, but they don't have like, None of those players on Calgary, they're star players. Uh, like, like Johnny Hockey's a star player and Mar- uh, Monahan's a star player, but they're not like, uh, they're not number one. What? You're shaking your head. Like, I, they're okay. stars, but they're not, uh, they're not um, Stanley Cup winning stars. Do you get what I'm saying? Like right, they're so, they're stars, but they're not all star. No, they're all, they are all stars, but I'm talking like they're not just, stars, but they're not teams. They're not players that will take you to a cup. Yeah. So, so here's my gauge of star. Austin Matthews is a star. Okay. Mitch Marner's a star. Those players are not those players. Johnny, I would say I, Mitch no. Marner skates circles around Johnny Goudreau when it comes to when it comes to point production. I would call Matthews and Marner all stars, and then uh, Goudreau as a star. If we're like doing some tier list, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So I think like they're like they're another tier above what Mo- what the Calgary Flames have. So then, do the do the Calgary Flames have a buttload of William Nylanders? Basically, yeah. If you look at their if if you look at their contracts, that's what they're paying William Nylanders for. And how many times was William Nylander has William Nylander's name been traded in the eyes of the Toronto Sun and everyone every else single, and every and every, every person over fifty? Yeah. So, and we've learned the Leafs do not build their team around William Nylander. William Nylander is yeah. a cog. He's a cog in the wheel. He's a yeah. cog in the Tavares. Matthews he's a complementary player. Yes, he doesn't drive his own line. He doesn't, and Johnny Goudreau has to drive his own line on the Flames because that's just the talent that they have. Yeah, and I'm looking at this core and saying they have a bunch of William Nylanders. They need someone who's elevated above above that status, which is why yeah. I think it's time to move on from these guys. So, wh- what do you do? Because you trade these guys, and you hope to, and you hope to get, you hope to package some of these players to get a better player, to get yeah. someone that's that's more elite than the players they already have. So like, so this team basically has a bunch of second liners or third liners playing first and second line minutes. I wouldn't necessarily, Johnny Goudreau is probably a first line winger on most, on most teams. However, he's forced to generate the play. He's forced to become the playmaker. I, I think that he needs a true number one center in order for him to succeed. Is that on the Flames? We don't know. Is that on another team? We don't know. I, I personally think they should. Johnny Hockey with Johnny Toronto. We'll just have a line you. of all Johnnies. Just just all Johnnies. Who's like a third Johnny that we could is there have? A, on, who's, like, is there another John? Hold on. We left, gotta find... wing, left wing. Um, uh, 
Johnny. See the thing is, not many people. It's it's only it's only a few people who actually call John Tavares Johnny Toronto. Um, yeah, but like he's Johnny Toronto because of like we we named the day after him because we lost to the Islanders because we're oh we were yeah because that that's just who we because that's just who we are. Like, yeah, it was and like looking have, back on it. Looking back on that, that's really like that's very very that's very very sad and depressing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look for players named John um it's gonna take way too long but like that'd be like i understand like that's funny but i i i that team needs a retooling they can't rebuild just because of their cap structure and it's a very it's a very interesting situation but looking so hard if you look at the team right now they could not make the playoffs in the are and arguably the third best division of the four divisions. Yep. So this team, so you really think that you can put you can put this team in the you can put this team against uh, against American teams and against good American teams and say they are good enough? They're like not. let's say let, let's just throw them like look at like just what's points like points wise compared to like them in like the West Conference Western Division right now. All uh, right, I I just had it, but I'll uh oh, here it is. Okay, oh shit, <laughs> hold on. Because um, I think they're like I don't even think they make a playoffs in any other division. So the the Flames right now have thirty five points in the West Division. In the West Division, they would be between the Blues and the Kings right now, which who are both bottom feeders in the West Division. So they would not make the. I I don't think they make the playoffs in any uh, any of the other divisions. Uh, so they're just not a good team. Let's even look at the Central Division. In the Central Division, they would be squished between the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings, who are both bottom feeders in the NHL. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, they don't make the divi- the playoffs in any other division, and apparently the Toronto Division uh, are. Toronto. The North, the North division. division is the weakest out of all of them, and they can't make it. I don't think that they are the weakest, but like I think the Central is the weakest because it has it has three it has three playoff teams and then five whatever teams five yeah. five teams where you go who do you want who do you yeah. think or who are you yeah um, yeah I don't know what Calgary does I don't think they're going to do anything crazy at the trade deadline because the contracts they have to move out isn't something that happens on trade deadline that's i think it's gonna be close to the draft and they're gonna be praying for seattle to take one of those guys so that that clears up some cap space and like who do you even protect on that team uh let's let's look again so it it depends on the format that they choose because if they want to um no i'm saying like if you're restructuring do you send one of those players away just because you don't need them or like you want to restructure so you See, want cap space it would not make sense for them to just expose johnny goudreau or sean monahan if you don't want them because you want to get something back for them you want to get something back for those for those players so if they go with the 731 option uh you protect kachuk goudreau monahan backland you're uh you're going to be forced to protect um Lucic. so that's five players right there uh, Elias Lindholm, you protect also, and then probably uh, Andrew Mangiapane, you'll you'll protect as well. So that's the seven forwards, and then on defense, you're going to be forced to you're going to be forced to protect uh, Mark Giordano, um, and then f- also forced to protect uh, Chris T- Tanev because Chris Tanev has a modified no trade clause. Yeah, because everyone gets a no trade clause now. So they'll have to expose one of Rasmus Anderson or Noah Hannafin. Which Noah Hannafin was just brutal for the last two games. He literally, Toronto. he like kicked, he kicked a puck in his net, which I thought yeah, was funny. It, he was not good. And he was, I think he was like a negative minus three um, in the first game against Toronto. He was not everyone, good. Every, everyone, everyone said that the Mitch Marner pick was bad and that they should have picked him. Yeah. Um, one more thing, though, like just to wrap up the whole like Calgary thing is we've just, Riddich, been, ripping in, we've just been ripping into the flames. Like, I, I don't I, we're I don't not ripping the into the, we're not ripping into the flame. We're just talking about like, OK, we talk about like if we can't talk about uh, uh, the Canucks because they're out of the playoff spot and COVID just hit just destroyed that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really want to talk about that because it's kind of depressing. And we talked about it last week. Um, we can't talk about Edmonton because they're good. And we haven't Man, played I hate, two I games. I hate when Edmonton's good. 
I hate what Edmonton's Winnipeg, doing. I just like yelling about their terrible organization. We're, we're going to be talking about Winnipeg a lot more because we have, I think there's like a three game against them within the next two weeks or so. Uh, my phone's over there. It's too far. I'm not going to. Um, but like we're, we're playing them a couple more times. So we'll talk about them and we'll talk about uh, Montreal because we're playing them. Uh, and I think on I think Saturday I think Saturday we play uh, the Sens, so we'll talk about them. But just yeah, exactly. Like, I, and their Sens are out of it too, and they're they're putting up a fight though. They are putting up a fight. Hey, the, the Sens are a no quit team. They're, they're yeah. all year long. There's no quit in that team. Yeah, which is good to see. Uh, all those young guys, Brady Kachuk is gonna get Josh paid. Norris. Josh Norris looks really really sound yeah. uh, on yeah. the centers. So did you have one more thing about the Flames? Oh, uh, just one more thing. Like for those saying that, like. Johnny Hockey is a number one guy, or he he should be a number one guy. He hasn't performed in playoffs since his since, first year. Since his first year, when they went on that complete miracle run, that they, they have not performed. Exactly. I the year the Leafs, the year the Leafs got Tavares, uh, the 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 18, 18, 18, 19 year, which seems like decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Flames were the. Flames, I think they won the West. They either won the West or won their won the Pacific Division and were bounced in five games against the Avalanche. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, they won been, the division. And that's just been the story of the story of the Calgary Flames. Whenever yeah. playoff time comes, whenever whenever the chips are down and they need goals and they need they need players, they don't show up. Yeah. And if I'm and if I'm a Flames fan, I'm sick of it. Uh right, this is kind of a side note, but does that uh, does the GM get fired? He should. He should. You he don't should. want hit. look at you the amount, want... look at all the coaches that he's hired over the past. Yeah, I, I think he's had like four coaches in six years. Yeah, that's not good. Um, yeah, so kind of wrapping up on that. Um, um, Taylor Hall isn't playing tonight because of he's probably going to get traded. Uh, I'm assuming so. Like with it, it's it's also Buffalo's really bad. So like I don't even like I don't think they even bother for him uh... to play. Someone said an intense and anticipates for trade. You hold on two seconds. I just go to grab my phone. You keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also another thing that happened recently is the humble Broncos three-year anniversary actually is today. So our condolences to the family and they're going to be doing a memorial service and they're going to be renaming, I think the stadium uh, for the humble Broncos um, or arena or whatever, or like a road or something, they're going to be putting up a memorial at the place where the, at the intersection that's happening. So I, if I have time and I, and I, I want to do a road trip across Canada, that's one place I'm going to have to stop because of hockey fans and everything on that. Um, so that's, it's been three years, which has just been wild um, since all those, that, that long, since that tra- absolutely, tragedy absolutely happened. Crazy. One of the, one of the most, tragic things that i'd ever witnessed and ever ever yeah. in my life and like just the it shattered like the um the hockey community across like just across everyone everyone just uh it was just shattering for so many people and just like so many things yeah and it's just it's it's insane to see all of the uh it's just insane to see how far how 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 long it's been? God, I suck with words. I'm I'm looking at let's because I'm scrolling through like my timeline. I got it like over the past couple of days. Like I wish that like could like delete Twitter. I just it's, it's yeah. I'm I'm too. It's too it's too bad. It's too sad. Um, I kind of want to go through. So the TSN does like a trade bait. This is going to be kind of a overtime. Um, the trade bait list. Um, uh, there's the. F- Oh, let's just do the first top five, and then you tell me where you think they're gonna go. Should, maybe they come to the Leafs. Do you want them to come to the Leafs? Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just what's what do you think is gonna happen? Um, David Savard from Columbus, right D, four point two five. He's a UFA. Okay. Do I? Okay. This is the thing about all these about all these all these uh, trade bait. David Savard, good player. Do I want him on the Leafs? Yeah. At what Where do you price? think he's gonna go? Prob- uh, probably not the price that I want to pay. Five, uh, like yeah, that's too much. Not even the price. It's just what will we have to give up? I don't think like oh Kerfoot in a Kerfoot in a second. Like I don't think that gets it done. Like t- yeah. like and I'll, and is he a UFA? Do you think at the, yeah. is, at the end of the year? Okay. Yeah. So honestly, like if the Leafs were to get him, I would I would trade him straight up for Kerfoot because that's Torts' favorite player. 
Those those would be those are like Kerfoot is a torts player. Yeah. I, he's or you know knowing torts, he'll take this great power forward and turn him into a sniper and try yeah. to turn him into someone who st- who stays on the boards and lacks one timers for the slot. You know what I noticed? Liney isn't in like the top ten. Actually, he's in the top twenty. Oh, really? For a trade bait? Top thirty. He's not in the top thirty. Can I say the fact that the fact that Patrick Liney isn't in the top ten in goal scoring this year is a travesty to the NHL? It's also yeah, it's it's terrible. Like, is he not getting traded? I. Phil Kessel has more goals than Patrick Liney. Yep. Hold on, I'm trying to find. And Austin uh, Matthews dude, has more goals. Dude, and the, Pierre Luc names... Dubois has more goals. The names that I'm I'm trying to I'm at I'm at number sixty and I haven't spotted Patrick Laine for what for goals for most for most goals in the league he has I think he has like eight goals or something like that like he doesn't I'm at doesn't... I'm at a hundred I'm at hundred and twenty one Maxime Comtois with ten goals on the shit shit Anaheim Ducks and I have not seen Patrick Laine Jeff Petrie has more goals he has nine goals Jeff Petrie. Has more you're, goals. You're, you're gonna find Spezza before you find Patrick Line. Probably. Like, uh <laughs> look how we look how we turn we we talk about that too much. We should probably let it go, but I just that to me, that to me is that's that's insane that I that we just found that out. Jason Spezza has the same amount of goals as Patrick as Patrick Line. And he's probably Patrick like Line, to- Patrick Line, who's making uh I think seven million from two teams. Has more, yeah. has less goals, or has the same amount of goals as someone making seven hundred grand and is thirty-seven. I think Pierre Luc Dubois has more goals too. Like, okay, uh, David Savard, uh, I could see him. I could see him fitting on the Leafs, sure, at like fifty percent retained. But I, but when you're talking about okay, Pierre Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine have the same amount of goals, and Jason Spezza, they both have nine goals. Yeah. Wow, looks like Jason Spezza should be asking for a fucking for a raise. Remember. Remember, like, ten million dollars. Uh, Just give it to him. one year. Ten million. I remember when Marner and Matthews had had their contracts coming up, and everyone was like, "No, when Marner scores, it's a bad thing." Yeah. Uh, I could see. I could see. Uh, that's a divisional trade. Shit. But you know what? Who cares? The Blue Jackets aren't, aren't going anywhere. I could see him going to the Panthers because they just lost Aaron Eckblad. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't really think about that. Uh, uh, Kyle Palmieri. He was held out of the lineup. Um, two days Ooh, ago, that's I think. an interesting one. That's an interesting one. He's I skating. Could see him going. He's skating today, or was skating today uh, at practice. So it, he could be held out for another game, but we'll see how that goes. Okay, Kyle Paul. Uh, Kyle Paul. Mary. Thirty. Mm-hmm. Thirty. Four point six five. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling some Arizona Coyotes love. I'm feeling some Arizona Coyotes love. Oh, Phil Kessel needs someone to someone to uh, go to the other boards with. I'm feeling some Coyotes love. I think the Coyote, I think the Coyotes might be in on him to get some goal scoring because they they are desperately needing it. Because yeah. for some reason, Jacob Chikrin at Jacob Chikrin got a hat trick in the overtime winner uh, a couple games yeah, ago against uh, I think I think Anaheim. Um, I could also see the Wild going in after him. Uh, I don't really think that uh, you know uh, if the Habs need goal scoring, need more goal scoring. Uh, I could see that potentially. I don't think they out. have the cap space. They have, uh, they they have like don't. zero cap space. Yeah. Um, uh, the East Division. I'm not even going to look at that because uh, they're probably they're not going to trade within their division. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe they will. Maybe they will. Um, you know what? You know where Kyle Parmelia really makes sense? The Islanders, because they just because they lost Anders Lee. So so yeah, I think I think the Islanders will actually be a lot like they're gonna be a bit there it's gonna be quiet but the, i think they're gonna be moved i think uh the islanders are in on taylor hall too because they need scoring too well. and just thing um the blues apparently are in for taylor hall too which is why you're nowhere near scoring. a spot you've yeah. lost seven you've lost seven games in a row just that's pack it in you had a good run and you're and, it's, yeah. and you're done like um, that's so that's right like yeah i don't know it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how that goes um, um is there another name uh nick felino at number four at 5.5 okay. left wing nick felino is an interesting guy because because the thing is on any other team he's like a third liner yeah which we need liner. a third liner because okay so we don't i'm need not taking a, th- a guy at 5.5 though unless yeah, they were okay un- so unless they suck back all the salary they can i'm not taking i, nick I think i think they can suck it back half so it'd be a 2.2.5 
five million dollar player or two point seven five. Um, yeah, it'd be two point seven five. Um, but the see, thing is, I'm looking think, at Nick Felino and thinking, what can he do that Alex Kerfoot can't? Yes, and Alex Kerfoot can play center. I don't know if Nick Felino can play center, and uh, I think I, I think I think Nick Felino at one point played center, but he hasn't yeah. played in years. So I'd like looking now, I think we need a third line center because I think Galchenyuk is good at uh, uh, on, on the Tavares line. I think Hyman has to stay on the top line. And I think we need just some kind of kick and just so that we have some more um, depth when it comes to our third line. And um, also, I think we just need someone uh, for forward or sorry, defense, so that we have a little bit more depth when it comes to just injuries, just in case. Because surprisingly, our depth has been healthy the entire year. Our defense has stayed healthy. Aside from Muzzin getting hurt uh, for, uh, for uh, I think, like a week, our defensive depth has just been amazing. Knocking on wood, they stay healthy because we need them to stay healthy. And, they've been healthy. and, that's, why, and that's why I keep thinking, like, maybe the best option is getting, like, I wouldn't necessarily say a seventh D, but like a serviceable defenseman who, if someone, because they said, because people keep saying like, you know, Muzzin goes down, the leaks are fucked. Like Brody goes down, the yeah. leaks are fucked. Yeah. If they get someone, someone serviceable. And Vince is, Dunn, St. Louis. Vince Dunn. Oh, Vince Dunn. Vince Dunn. Uh, 1.875. One po- okay. How many years does he have? RFA. RF- oh, I hate RFAs because RFAs are so tricky. Uh, 1.875. That's not, oh, you that have to nice. have, you have to leave someone open for the expansion draft. You do, you do. So uh, you take, you make St. Louis retain half. So it comes back to like 900,000. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the Vince Dunn train. I'm on the Vince Dunn train. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I'm that yeah, Vince Dunn train. Okay. Also there's uh Colin Miller. Oh no. Colin Miller is too much. Um, who else is lefty? Um, do, 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 do. Derek <laughs> like, Ryan. No, thank you. For center on the third line. No, Play thank you. Play center and right wing no, for 3.13. No, you don't want him? No, thank you. Okay, and then to round up the top five, it's uh, Jonathan Bernier, goalie Detroit, $3 million. I don't think he's coming to Toronto. I don't want him to. How funny to would that be, though, if he that'd came back? That'd be great. But if, I he, think, if he came back, it'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I think Colorado, Washington, I think they're going to be going for a goalie because just, okay, so Colorado, they need depth, and the Capitals there have had average goalies. They've had, no, they they wish uh, they had uh, average. Below, they sorry, haven't even below had, they, average. They've, they've gotten average on a good night. Like, so, it was like, one of theirs is, people yeah, are saying, Storkin's like a, a 890, I think, and their who? other guy, Shostorkin. That's the Rangers. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. The Washington uh, goalie, back up. The Washington one has dude. Like a, one has like a 909 and the yeah, other one has I know like a 9, 980 or uh, no 890 uh what's the samsonov yeah samsonov there you go and uh, uh vanacek vanacek okay. has like a 9 I'm, 910 i think i'm sorry if your goaltending tandem makes like is a combined 1.5 million dollars you'll that's what you expect yeah well, that's what you should expect that's from what that, you should expect from that team. so People are saying for some reason, like, oh, but Henrik Lundqvist might come back. Why would you want to put Henrik Lundqvist? Why would you want to put Henrik Lundqvist bum ticker into that much of a stressful situation? I don't. I, I don't. It's, say, it's, I, I think the best situation for them is to go out and get uh, John, get Jonathan Bernier. It's not even like putting him in that situation. It's okay. So first of all, he had heart surgery. Like that, that's that's a massive surgery. one. And if you haven't noticed, we're in a global pandemic that with a virus that affects people with with um pre-existing uh, health conditions pre-existing health conditioning and weaker immune systems you had open heart surgery I, i'm assuming it's open heart surgery but you had uh, a surgery for your heart i think that's a pretty surgery condition. sorry any surgery for your heart i'm saying is uh you should not especially in the covid world you should not yeah be, yeah so i don't know about henry longwist if he comes back i guess but it's also like uh, I don't know. I, I can't I, wait till uh, next year. I can't wait till next year where 
we all eat crow and he comes back with the, with the capitals and throws up like a 920 and becomes a starting goalie and gets like the bill masterton comeback player of the year because you know that's gonna happen that. yeah uh, um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when it comes to the trade deadline uh do you have anything else you want to talk about or no i'm just stretching not stretching okay um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens when it comes to the thing we'll have another podcast they're gonna be playing wednesday and i think they have a back-to-back here let me let me look let's um, look at the old schedules yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how the next couple of games come up with i think kyle dubas is so going to make a move habs wednesday sends for uh sends on saturday uh habs again on monday the, the, the Habs, game, Monday the Habs game on Monday. The Habs game on Monday is the trade deadline. Yeah. Okay. So, so everyone get everyone make sure your Twitter so, notifications are on and Elliot Freeman and Chris Johnson are on here. So we'll do next Tuesday then. I think the next podcast is going to be just so a week from today. So that's gonna be we're gonna have a lot to talk about when it comes to the trade deadline. And uh okay. I hope so. I what hope are so. the chances? What are the chances that Kyle Dubis doesn't do any like percentage wise? Do you think? See, Here's, here's the thing. Here is the thing. Over the Kyle Dubas has had t- two trade deadlines as Leafs as Leafs GM. Yeah. In those two trade two on the trade deadline day, not the days before, on the yeah. trade deadline day, he he the first year made it made the trade for Nick Patan, and then last yeah. year traded Michael Hutchinson for Callie Rosen. That's yeah. all he did on those two trade deadlines. So. If you look at it, they're both like depth, depth so like if you look signings his, or trades. If you look at his resume, if you look at his resume, on resume. the trade deadline day, he doesn't do a lot. What yeah. he's done before is, bef- you know, a month, few weeks before the trade deadline, he makes a big trade. The Muzzin trade was about a month before yeah. the trade deadline. The Campbell trade was, again, an, about a month before the trade deadline. So... This year he hasn't done anything yet before the trade deadline, but everyone's saying that the Leafs are actually in on some guys. They're in on this player, that player. This they've player, asked player. around. They've asked. The, they've asked around. Apparently, they've asked around on Kyle Polinari. They've asked around on yeah. Linus Allmark. But it's also like it's kind of your job to ask around and see what prices are. So it's like I don't know if you can take that as so like the them odds, actually doing something. The odds he does nothing. Wouldn't shock me, which is why I'm going to say about fifty percent that he fifty percent chance he does nothing. But that also, but fifty percent chance that he could. What? That's not good for content. That's not good for content. Fifty percent chance he does nothing. However, if he does do something, would not shock me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think. I think it's going to be. I think it's like ninety percent he does something, at least something. Like when it comes to depth or goalie depth maybe but they do have the uh v squared so i don't know if they're going to be doing anything with him or if he's going to be playing anytime oh, soon v squared i just got that that was very good yeah. that was uh, very clever v2 very clever. haha two v's yeah i got um, it. v squared um so yeah i think that hopefully what i want is either if you're going to get like a third line center that can kill penalties that is probably the thing i want most yeah if not depth forward and depth uh defenseman just because first of all we lost two players to 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 waivers and but if you also have to remember we have a lot of players in the marlies and nick robertson's played one game this year yeah and rasmus sandin has come back so he he might be able to play i don't know how good he's gonna be but we do have depth when it comes to that and we have thomas lilligren and a bunch of other players so depth wise we're not as brutal as it is but it'd be nice just to get like a uh a depth defenseman to maybe take uh dermot spot or bogosian if something happens to them mm-hmm. okay um we'll be back after uh, before the trade we deadline. leave one oh, second one second before we leave what team is taylor what team is taylor hall on on april 13th uh 2021 okay my number my top three i guess would be um uh, Islanders because they have cap space. Um, uh, crap. Islanders. Uh, I just blank on the team. Blues. Mm-hmm. And who was? What's another team that can take him? 
Hmm. My thing is always the Bruins because they're always able. To oh, just... and Bruins, yeah. Because okay, so Bruins are always gonna... able to just—they're always able to just toss a second-round pick for elite yeah, talent. They—they they always win. They always win the trade deadline. So yeah, uh, that's actually I'm gonna put Bruins above the Blues. So I think Islanders just because they have the most cap space and need scoring. So Islanders, Bruins, and St. Louis. St. Louis mm-hmm. is a long shot, but that, that's about it. All right. I, I agree with that. But no, the thing is like the Bruins will always like throw, they'll throw like a freaking second round pick at elite talent and it'll be like, yeah, that's a great trade. And, we're just yeah, like, and apparently, you. apparently they want to get rid of Jake DeBrusque for some reason. That's, I don't know why. Yeah. Imagine like Jake DeBrusque. That's what they're saying on SDP where it's like Jake DeBrusque yeah. goes to freaking Winnipeg and they just have a leaf killers line. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully. Hopefully we do something. So we have some, something to talk about next week. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, recommend us to a friend. Share the podcast. L- let us grow. And hopefully we can uh, uh, expand our, our reach. Um, and see you guys next week.